It's time for the Red Hawk Report on 102.1 FM KXSU. And now, here's your host, Russell Brown. Hello, Red Hawk Nation, coming to you live from the KXSU studios on the campus of Seattle University, alongside my partner, Mazvita Marieri, Russell Brown, here in studio for you for another edition of the Red Hawk Report, a special edition show here, as Maz and I are going to break down the WAC tournament coming up for men's and women's basketball. We're joined by head coach Susie Barkham of women's basketball and newly uh, selected coach of the year, Chris Victor, and we'll dive into that more later of men's basketball. So a great show. It's a special edition. It's going to be a little bit longer than usual. So thanks for tuning in here on a sunny day. Last time we were in the studio, Maz, it was rainy and cold. So I'm uh, very happy about the sun here in the Pacific Northwest as a uh, well, they get ready to go down to Vegas and we stay here, but that's why we're here to preview it. So some of us got to work. Yeah, that's well, so you're saying they're not going to work down there? Oh, no, they're going to put in work. <laughs> Believe me, they're going to put in work talking to both those coaches today. But uh, they're going to go a little bit warmer. But as I said, not going to complain. Over at Bannerwood on Sunday for uh, men's baseball, they got the win. And when the weather, you know, turns up around here in the Pacific Northwest, it's a beautiful city. It always is, even with the rain. I like the rain, but it's definitely beautiful when the sun comes out and you get drenched in the sunshine. But uh, as I said, Ma's back in the studio after uh, – they got riots in the streets calling for you to come back, man. Yeah, buzzing, so. <laughs> I had to get you back in the studio here. In KXSU. other words, you couldn't find anybody yeah, exactly. to come in. In other words, I couldn't okay. find anybody. <laughs> so, Maz is here, oh, as we said. Right right. This on. is going to be an episode. We're getting away from our usual format just for this special edition. We're just going to be focusing on basketball today. We'll be back to our normal format next week. Uh, TBD on uh, another special show coming up. I'll just tease that one in the coming days, depending on how Whack Vegas goes for our teams. But yeah, jam-packed show here, despite it only being two teams as we break down both squads. Both teams did make it to Whack Vegas. Men's basketball ended up getting that two seed, secured their first ever conference title. They shared it, but we're going to ignore that. Their first ever conference title in the Western Athletic Conference for the regular season, so congratulations to them. And then the women's side, Maz and I, you and I were broadcasting it. They had to battle, but they finally broke through, got into the WAC tournament, secured their spot. Not only did they get in, but they leapfrogged New Mexico State. So they actually have the nine seed instead of the 10 seed. So not only did they get in, they battled hard. They had to pick up two wins at the end of the season, but they were in there snugly in the uh, first round down there in Vegas. Yeah, you know, um, and going back to the teams did earn their uh, their time in the sun, just to often that, going back on the weather note, and, and the women really, uh, the Red Hawk women really found their rhythm, found their groove at the end there, and, uh, you know, anything can happen. I mean, they're there yep. now, they, they go in there against uh, UT, University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley, right? Number yep. eight, Red Hawks. So. I've been practicing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been writing it. I've been, I've been doing my mirror work, yeah, you okay. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so UTRGV is the opponent, as we said. We'll break that down. We're going to have a you know a few segments here today. We're going to spend a whole segment on each squad but give a little taste so as we said seattle university uh, against utrgv will be the first game for the women there on the men's side we do not know uh, who they will play there's four different scenarios four different opponents that they could face but because they got that top two seed they got the double bye which is also important so 
Chris Victor's squad gets a couple extra days of rest. You know, we had Brandon Chatfield, who was a little banged up. He didn't play. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's going to be important to get that big man back out there and just get the whole team some rest. You know, they battled hard down the stretch. Much like the women's squad to get into the Vegas, they were trying to get a double by the men's war. So they, uh, they too, are banged up. But we'll uh, dive deeper into the opponents they could face, how they fared against them and all that here on the Red Hawk Report. But as we said, we're so happy to be back in the studio here. A beautiful day outside the window. And uh, we'll step away for a quick bit, come back, and preview the women's action here as they head towards WAC Vegas. You're listening to the Red Hawk Report on Seattle University student-run radio station. 102.1 FM KXSU. Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope, care, cure. Seattle Children's. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. Here on the Red Hawk Report as we uh, look forward to the women's half of the bracket here in WAC Vegas. Again, Mazvita and Russell in the studio for uh, for you here as we break down that tournament, the Hercules Tires WAC Basketball Tournament down there in Las Vegas for the 2022 season, 2021-22 season. Uh, It'll be split up between Michelob Ultra Arena and Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. March 8th is uh, when we kick off the Michelob Ultra Arena. So if you look at your calendars, that is tomorrow. And then March 9th through 12th, we'll be over at the Orleans. Obviously, there's a lot of tournaments going down there. You have Pac-12 and then the WCC also occupying Vegas around slash at the same time. So dual venue event going on here. But as uh, we break down WAC Vegas, we're starting with the women's basketball squad and the Susie Barkham squad, as we talked about, Ma's battle to get into WAC Vegas did a great job ended with two big wins over Dixie State uh, that we you know you and I were obviously broadcasting and we you know we saw all these games and how hard they were fighting down that stretch as they ended up qualifying as they uh, took down Dixie State 69 to 61 that was senior night at the Red Hawk Center the eight seniors were honored obviously I mean there's just so many players that are uh, departing as we talk. We, we'll talk about that in the interview with Susie. Um, ended up departing. They got that 69-61 win, and they bounced back with a Chicago State win that it wasn't meaningless, but they had already locked up a spot. And as Coach Barkham will say in the interview, Chicago State was still playing hard, you know, on the road. Um, the Red Hawks got the best from the Cougars there as they got the slim 57-54 to win. That win helped them secure the 9 over the 10 seed there. Um, so... It's it's going to be a tough matchup in the first round as they take on the Vicarios of UTRGV. And it's it's been a close one all time. Eight wins, 11 losses on the Seattle University side, obviously on a one-game win streak. And uh, the last game was an overtime win, 71-68 over the Vicarios. In that one, 
we that was another game that was here in Seattle Exciting. that we had yeah it was a very very exciting game uh leading score for the Red Hawks was Bree Calhoun who we'll talk about in a second uh she had 13 points to go along with five assists and five rebounds Haley Weissneet had 12 and then Jaden Alexander had 10 for uh, double digit scores for the Red Hawks on the flip side for the Vaqueros they had four players in double digits so that's how you know tight it was the Vaqueros were giving it everything they had Taylor Muff on the Vaqueros had 16 points 12 points a piece for Bershears and uh and uh Casey Kyle there and then 13 for Haley Jones but the Red Hawks squeaked out a win the win the game before that as well was a close one the Red Hawks led for most of that game and then it got away from them in the end in Texas uh, as the Vaqueros got the 68-60 to win. So as we talk about, I mean, both games could have been won by Seattle University. Both games could have been won by the Vaqueros, but they split the season series, Maz, and that's why this first matchup is going to be so important. Yeah, I mean, going back to the second game, well, okay, we'll start with the first game in terms of the uh, Red Hawks. They gave up uh, 12, they let 12-point leads slip away in the Vaqueros, and, you know, they went on and won the game. But here at home, um, I thought was most impressive was the defense that the uh, Red Hawks showed. And, you know, Bree Calhoun had seven steals matching her career high, just uh, one from the single game record, uh, you know, SU record. So the Red Hawks had 15 steals. The point is that as this season went on, they had a miss, you know, misstep as we talked about in the February 10th between the two, but the defense got better. Yeah. And that's you know that gives you confidence and you you know, and if you you played well on defense, you know that's anything can happen. You're in control of that now. You know it gives time for your offense to kind of catch up and you know move the ball around, and do what you can. But good defense is what normally you're at least in the game when you're playing good defenses, and more times than not, you know. Good defense plus an okay offense will win. Good defense and a lights out offense, you don't know how far you could yeah, go. Hundred percent. And this is a field that, yes, there are some top dogs in this tournament. But Seattle University down the stretch, they didn't lose a game. I believe it was the last eight. I don't have the number quite off the top of my head, but they every game was within ten points, so they can beat and compete with anybody. And this is a field. Who the favorite is Stephen F. Austin, who has stormed into the league, done so well. Grand Canyon's the two seed. Uh, the Lopes having a great season themselves. And the California Baptist, who was undefeated in conference play last year, they're the three seed. You know, so it's so stacked. But Seattle University did themselves a little bit of favor as they are the nine seed. Uh, nine seed, yes, correct. As I said, and Stephen F. Austin's the only team on their side that of those big three. As obviously the two in three seed are on the bottom half of the bracket. So Grand Canyon, California, and Baptist have to deal with each other. Red Ox on their side have UTRGV, who they match up with. Winner of that game takes on Abilene Christian. And then winner of that one takes on the Wolverines of Utah Valley. So not saying, you know, they can run through everything, but it's a wide open field. Well, the, the Red Hawks beat Abilene Christian, right? Yep. On uh, 75 61. And uh, that was here. So. You know, it's it's again, it's one of those teams games that you know you've seen them. You play good defense, and you might not have to run through them, but you know what, you <laughs> you might be able to half court play good defense through them. Yep. But it is a winnable game, to what you're saying, and I know we're looking ahead here, but you yeah, know, it's always that's fun. That's our job, to, right? It's yeah, here and break it down. <laughs> everything that could happen. 
So just to go through Utah Valley, the last time Red Ox met up with them, it was a 67-61 win for Utah Valley. That was back on February 24th. They are, as we said, a team that you would have to play. Uh, Abilene Christian, as you said, Moz, Seattle University got the better of them. In the most recent matchup, 75-61. to Seattle, you won that at the Red Hawk Center on January 20th. So, and as we said, UTRGV, on the other half, in the past six meetings between the Vaqueros and the Red Hawks, three have gone to overtime. Mm. So that's about a hair difference between those two squads. And then Stephen F. Austin, I mean, yeah, they've been great all season long. Last matchup with them was a 76-57 loss for Seattle University down in Texas. So, but the two teams that you have to get to get to Stephen F. Austin are teams that you feel confident against. They're teams that you, you know, have something built up like, hey, we competed hard. And I mean, I don't think Coach Barkham's squad is looking at it like we can't beat any like we can beat everybody. And that's the thing about a tournament. You know, we've all been involved in tournaments, watched them, been part of it. That, uh, you know, you win that first game. Yeah. Everybody always has jitters in the first game. But you. If you can get rolling, right, to your point, so you got UTRGV and then Abilene Christian, if you can win that game, yep. you know, hey, who knows? And by then, you're just now playing your game, and you're not really worried even about who you play in yep. terms of like, oh, did we beat them? Did we not? Yep. You're on a roll, you know? And so the idea is to continue to do what you're doing, and anything can happen. Yep, definitely. Well, we'll step away again. Coach Susie Barkham will hop on in her interview portion of the Red Hawk Report here. Again, this is a special edition Red Hawk Report, breaking down whack Vegas for men's and women's basketball. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with head coach Susie Barkham of women's basketball. This broadcast is made possible in part by Coke Zero, a proud supporter of Red Hawk men's basketball. Coke Zero has zero sugar and no calories. Coke Zero is available in stores now. Coke Zero, a proud partner of Seattle University Athletics. Red Hawk Men's Basketball is sponsored in part by Alaska Airlines. Alaska Airlines is now offering enhanced cleaning measures and mask requirements on all flights. More information is available at alaskaair.com. Georgetown Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk Men's Basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. This broadcast is brought to you in part by Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope. Care. Care. Seattle Children's. And welcome back to the Red Hawk Report on KXSU 102.1. We are now joined by head women's basketball coach Susie Barkham, I believe in Vegas, correct? Absolutely. Sitting in my hotel room right now. We just got back from practice. All right. Well, we appreciate you hopping on during your uh, busy time there on the travel. Um, so we'll make it short for you and get you out of here on time. But uh, you guys spent a good part of the season battling for a whack Vegas spot. You finally secured it. You guys played well down the stretch to secure that. But do you think going through that adversity really made you guys a better team? I'm, I'm really hope so. Uh, the fact that I felt like we were in a lot of must win game situations, you know, I think that um, maybe battle tested and that we had to win some games late. I mean, um, definitely battled with Chicago. I thought that uh, Chicago didn't quote unquote have much to play for and they gave us a heck of a, a heck of a game. And then, you know, we had different people step up. So um, 
you know, we'll need the same thing here going against UTRGV again for the third time. Not going to, not going to lie. I really wanted to play maybe a Lamar play somebody different. <laughs> um, but uh, We moved up from 10th to ninth, So uh, I'll take that as well. Yeah, it's a perfect segue. You guys do match up with the Vaqueros in your first round game after getting the ninth rather than the 10th seed. A program that you guys split the season series with, one, one apiece. You guys got the win over them in overtime. So what do you see in the Vaqueros that makes these this matchup, you know, so close? Uh, they're, they just shoot threes. I mean, they're averaging, I think, 30, 35 threes a game. And so, you know, if you make 10 of those, you're already up in the 30 points. And we just don't have that many prolific three uh, three ball shooters. So it's a tough matchup for us. Um, defending them on the three ball, but they're great rebounders as well. Um, and so I think that they, that's part of their game plan is they know they can go in and get those long rebounds. So um, we have our work cut out for us. We are up there pretty significantly and just kind of had a fourth quarter debacle. And then we had to go OT. We were way down at home and we managed to climb back and go OT and um, grab that win. And that was again, another key win for us down the stretch. You guys, as we talked about, you guys had your struggles at the beginning of the season where there was COVID not having a full team or, you know, different adversity mm-hmm. popping up, but you guys did play wetter, uh, better, excuse me, down the stretch. And I believe every game was within 10 points in the last, I don't know, I think 10 games or something like that. D- does that make you feel like you're starting to hit your stride a little bit more at the perfect time? Yeah, I really hope so. I think that that is the case when you look at our score sheet, you know, you look at a record, looking at a record is one thing, but then you look at a box score and you're saying, oh man, two more free throws here and one more basket. And sometimes that's what your season comes down to, Um, you know, tournament, uh, you never know what's going to happen. We're playing in a strange gym. I've never played over Mandalay Bay. I'm not going to get a shoot around in there. So we'll see which team can adjust first. Um, You know, there's always game jitters when it comes into tournament time and we're the first game of the tournament. So, you know, we really want to stick around here in Vegas and, and hopefully we can. Going back to your players now, Brie Calhoun, the awards just came out for uh, WAC. She was second team all WAC, all defensive team, and was the sixth woman of the year in her senior season. Talk about her success over her career in the red and black. Yeah, I think for Bree, I think um, I think uh, someone else was asking me about it, um, about, you know, coming off the bench and was that hard for her. And I think it's probably hard for anybody who has started as many games as she has, but some of her best games were coming off the bench for us. And it just is, it gave her a different look to sub in and see what the other teams were doing. So our system is kind of complicated. And I think when you're coming from um, a ball screen attack offense, it's a little more complicated in those regards. So she's melded in pretty well. And, and I think, um, you know, hopefully she's ready to have a nice little whack tournament here. So um, I, I knew when we were bringing her off the bench, I anticipated that would put her in for that running. And I, I really thought it's a, a much deserved award. You know, I think sometimes the awards are like a two point vote here or there. And I just really felt like she brought a different dynamic um, coming off the bench. What was it like working with a team that had so many seniors on it? You have so much turnover going into the next season, but having obviously seniors usually have the strongest voices and the strongest, you know, wills and, you know, sometimes things like that. What was it like having so many on this year's squad? Um, you know, it can it can be challenging because you have seniors who feel as though they should be a leader. And just because you feel it doesn't mean you necessarily are a leader. And I think people lead in different ways. You know, I think bringing Barb and Jay in, that was a different leadership because of where they are in the grad transfer. I mean, voice has a big 
Barb has a big time voice, you know, Kinsey has been around for five and six years. You have Courtney, who's the senior, but you know, she's quiet, right? So she just wants to get out there and, and play hard and do what she's supposed to do. So I think the combination of all of them, you know, if you could have taken all of them and melded them into three really, really good ones, it would be great. But they each brought something personal and dynamic to it. And it could be Chinway just taking and talking to someone off to the side or, you know, staying positive on the bench. So they each brought a different dynamic for, for sure. Going on to the little more fun topics and getting away from yeah. game prep and all that. Um, 403 wins now all time. I believe if my count is right, so it's a lot of wins at this point. Has there been a favorite moment of yours coaching the Red Hawks and getting those 403 wins that really stand out or any significant moment? Yeah, you know, I think it still kind of goes back to um, our first year when uh, I remember winning our very first division one game. And I went into the locker room and that's when we had Kaylee best. And we had a big group of seniors as well. And I kind of had just reflected back. I was like, wow, wait, that's my first division (laughs) one. And so um, um, I remember Kaylee best standing up and giving me a hug on that one. And so I was like, okay, all right, here we go. But that year, you know, of course, we're playing for the title in our first year. So there's been a lot of fond memories. I mean, there's been great comebacks, you know, all of that. Um, you know, it's nice having some big time wins at all three of my different levels. And that's what I that's what I really enjoy is that I can I have moments at Puget Sound, moments at Cal State East Bay and and moments now at Seattle University. So that's rewarding for me. It really honestly is. And last question before we get you out of here. Um, yeah. On your, on you, when you were awarded the 400 win, you got your jersey, you busted yeah. out the gritty and then yeah. that blew up. That was viral and everywhere and the players were pushing it. <laughs> so I want to ask you over the years, what has become your favorite dance move? Oh, wow. I mean, I had to watch videos, two videos on <laughs> how to do the, and I think what, Puget Sound, I think it was the soldier boy who was super big. (laughs) I don't know. I think the gritty is pretty cool. I'm going to have to say that's my biggest one right now. So the team was pretty happy that I I, I sort of learned how to do it. I I didn't shame him. I don't think I shamed him too much. I think the whole gym erupted when you did. I, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. So, <laughs> I thought that was great. Well, <laughs> well, Susie, thank you for jumping on the Red Hawk Report. We appreciate it. And uh, good luck down there in Vegas. Thanks, Russell. Appreciate your time. Yep, no problem. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. This broadcast is made possible in part by Coke Zero, a proud supporter of Red Hawk men's basketball. Coke Zero has zero sugar and no calories. Coke Zero is available in stores now. Coke Zero, a proud partner of Seattle University Athletics. And back 
here on the Red Hawk Report. A big shout out again to Susie Barkham, head coach of women's basketball here at Seattle University, for hopping on and talking with us about the tournament coming up, and then talking about her remarkable career as a uh, as the head coach, whether it's here as uh, the head coach of Seattle University or her other stops as well. So again, thank you, Coach Barkham, for hopping on. Busy. And the soldier boy. Yeah, I had to build that in because everybody loved it. I know everybody in the offices got so happy when they had the the video of her doing the gritty. So I had to build it in. Um, she shouted out Soldier Boy too. <laughs> She's a great interview every time. Yeah, you know, Russell. Um, I sorry, I interrupted you, but it, it just you know, it's just impressive. Just the depth of knowledge and who you know she yeah. is, and that's that's where you see the success. And like in the great interview that you know three different university you know levels, and that that she has won. And, yep. and that's if you don't evolve and kind of know what your players are into, at least what you know the pop culture is, then you know you. She has definitely oh, yeah. um, evolved. You want to talk about a coach with swag? That's <laughs> Susie Barkham right there. Um, so thank you, Susie. Hopefully everything goes well down there in Vegas and we uh, get a continued update on the success of the Red Hawks down there. Well, another thing she talked about, Maz, was Brie Calhoun, who is a member of those that senior squad there. Uh, the accolades piled in for her as a WAC uh, regular season awards came in today. She got second team, all WAC. She was sixth woman of the year, and then she was on the all-defensive team. And you want to talk about a trifecta of awards there for Calhoun in her final season. But the thing that stood out to me was coach, you know, banking on the fact that what I'm banking, but highlighting the fact that she had to come off the bench and that's not easy for someone who is a really good, let's say star player to adjust to a role change and come off the bench, but she's done it. And she clearly was awarded for her efforts this season. And she continued to power the Red Hawks down that stretch. Well, I mean, the trifecta really just shows, you know, what kind of player she is. But the versatility when you're named, you know, sixth woman of the year, uh, that just goes, you know, your leadership and you always, your readiness. And I mean leadership in that you come in off the bench and you fill in wherever it is the team needs you. You never really kind of – you just know you're coming off the bench yeah. and you're ready to plug in wherever you go. So so it takes a – you know – a. a a certain kind of player to do that. Yep. And then when you're all defensive team, obviously the importance of playing defense in a, in basketball. Uh, and then, of course, then she's all waxed, you know, yep. second team. So um, th- that's pretty impressive in terms of, you know, knowing the game, executing the game, and understanding that defense is really the key. And, you know, we always liken it to what basketball around here in the North Pacific Northwest is about defense. Yep. So, yeah, it's impressive. Yep. It's really impressive. If you want to check out the Red Hawks, the women's side, in their first game tomorrow, they will start off the WAC tournament. And that is game one of everything in the opening round as the number nine seed Seattle University Red Hawks take on the number eight seed University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. That tips off at 12 p.m. Pacific time here. You can catch it on ESPN Plus if you're in the states, uh, out of out of the states on WAC Digital Network. So uh, tune in as the Red Hawks try to make a push and try to get a uh, matchup with Abilene Christian 
in the next round. That'd be the very next day on March 9th, another 12 p.m. tip-off there. So Red Hawks and Vaqueros in the women's half of the bracket. For the men's side now, as we transition, talk about a year. What a year. Coach Chris Victor gets put in charge only a couple days before the season tips off, and I know it's been harped on, so we'll we'll pass it. But just the amazing job this men's team has, you know, everything they've done this year has been, you know, it could have gone terribly. It went close to perfectly, you know, all things considered. They captured their first ever WAC title. They have their most wins since number 22 was in Jersey. Coach Chris Victor, now I can finally announce is no longer interim head coach Chris Victor. He is head coach Chris Victor. That announcement came out last week. And then just earlier, he's coach of the year. So, I mean, talk about, and then we'll talk about the individual awards as well. But, man, what a year for Red Hawk men's basketball, recapturing the hearts of a lot of fans. Media attention has picked up around this squad. And, I mean, playing at Climate Pledge Arena, returning to that arena, they hadn't played there in a while since it got remodeled from Key Arena. So, I mean, it was just, you want to talk about a storybook season that's not over yet. Uh, the first few chapters of 21-22 in the Red Hawk history has been pretty special here, Maz, as uh, this team is now the number two seed in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it takes something a um, to be a head coach, right? Off season to prepare, what kind of team do I have? And you know, who's returning. But when you get that interim or given that chair, as as you mentioned, just a few weeks into the season, I mean, you know, you really have to reinvent yourself because yep. you had this relationship yep. here as the assistant and now you're the head coach, you know, and you still have to keep that relationship, but now you also have to create another one where you have to make tough decisions. And, uh, and he did that. Yep. Um, he made not only were they – Tough, not in a bad way, but they were the right decisions. Yep. And, you know, and the storybook, I don't know if it gets any, um, you know, any more fairy taleish in terms of that. And, and, and what I find most impressive about you and I talked about this in the broadcast is that he's another one of those people that if you see walking down the street, he is like a normal person. Oh, yeah. What I mean by that is unassuming. Yep. You know, he's not wearing this. I am this. I am that. No, no. Every time I pass in the hall, hey Russ, how you doing? You know, always. I mean, he's the most genuine person, and you know, I've talked to you obviously all season, just praising him and the podcast we've got on for whack hoops and things like that. To just, I can't praise him enough because of the man he is and the man he's making. The players here at Seattle University. He's he's turned around the locker room where it, every game seems fun. Everybody's having fun. Everybody's happy. It just seems like that he's built up a uh, a culture, which is something that's so important. And Seattle University now has that culture, and that's how you create winning ways and winning you know attitudes. And obviously, you get wins. <laughs> at the end of the day, that's what matters. You know, you can have a great culture, but if you don't have wins, but he's done both. So he definitely deserved Coach of the Year, but. Some of his players got some uh, recognition as well. Uh, Darion Trammell, who was preseason player of the year from the coaches, did not unfortunately get the award. Teddy Allen did for men's basketball, but DT, Mr. Swiper, as I call him, Swiper No Swipey. <laughs> you did call him that. Uh, Swiper No Swipey got a first team 
all whack and oh, uh, darn. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> um and then uh the human torch from Bothell, Washington, uh Cameron Tyson, the transfer from Houston, also first team whack. So congratulations to that backcourt. Obviously lit it up this year. Uh, DT and Cam there, so congratulations to them. Both had great seasons. Cam had, you know, the nine three-point game, uh, setting yet again another uh, three-point record at an institution. Uh, Trammell, top one of the top stealers in the nation, as you could tell by Swiper, my Dora reference. Uh, Swiper, he, you know, sticky fingers all the time, all season, came up with big buckets. And uh, every time Moz, we felt, oh, Red Hawks need a boost. Who came down and hit a step back three? It was Trammell, you know. So both those guys did so well in leading the squad this year. Cam coming home, DT staying uh, aboard for this season. So both of them definitely deserve that. Riley Grigsby, unfortunately, did not make it despite being a preseason selection, but still had, I think, a very solid year. Obviously, he hit the thousand point mark in his Red Hawk career, and uh, you know he was another person that he he'll get you a he'll get you a hard fought basket, uh, nearly. Slammed it down on our last game. Yeah, you can't have all five no, starters no. <laughs> on the whack. I got. I got to be you know a little neutral, right? Um, but that dunk he had, the, that dunk attempt he had the other night. Um, if that would have went down, I mean, man, I'm not saying that would have been enough to get him on a first team or a second team, but I mean, oh, you're going to, to the uh, one dunk? <laughs> that no, I'm just saying that was, he he got you. He was just like Tramel, where he got yeah, you a hard did. fought basket because yes, Tramel liked to, or uh, excuse me. Uh, Grigsby liked to get into the paint, you know, he liked to get that back down the little hook shot, you know, he, he, you know, he wasn't like the cam catch and shoot three, you know, he wasn't like Tremel with, a, you know, the great tight handles. Now he got you a hard fought old school bucket. And, you know, that's why I like Riley so much. Um, but he, he unfortunately was left off. Coach Victor talks about him and about the recognition he deserves as well, because he's been a lifer in the Red Hawk uniform. His dad, Al, actually shout out to Al Grigsby. Happy birthday to you. Okay. Uh, Coach Grigsby, uh, before I get away from that. But, yeah, definitely a great season. Recognition is pouring in for this squad. We saw him on the local news stations. Uh, I don't know if you saw Ma's T-Mobile Park lit up a big red W on their, their what do you read, the light, the arches of The arches of T, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> they lit up a big red W for Seattle University capturing the regular season title. The city is rallying around this squad, you know, and uh, – for far too long, the state has been dominated by you know other schools basketball wise. Like, uh, <laughs> You're not going to mention. I'm not going to mention them. No, this is a Seattle University show. Um, but it's, it's, it's Red and Black's absolutely. turn to capture some uh, some hearts of the 206, and uh, we'll talk well, about the East of the Mountains some other time. It's just good to see. Yeah. Like, why not? You know what I yeah. mean? In in the, in the this Red Hawk team. I just want to go back in terms of, you know, you talked about Chris Victor, but the culture, yep. you know, a family man, you know, every time you see that and, and when you're able to portray that culture into the locker room, right, and get the victories and then, you know, people in the city, we've seen the mayors and everybody come to these games yep. and, and why wouldn't you follow, you know, a winning team with yep. that culture, with that genuine, authentic, you know, full of integrity. There's just no reason why you wouldn't. From uh, preseason middle of the pack to uh, postseason top of the whack. Uh, really like the story that uh, Seattle University men's basketball has created this season. Well, let's quickly, before we have to go to Chris's interview, quickly look at their bracket. As we said, to get the double bye because they got the number two seed. So the way it ended up being is three teams tied for the regular season title. And New Mexico State, Seattle University, and then uh, Stephen F. Austin. So those are the top three seeds. 
because New Mexico State went 3-1 and one against the other two teams, they got the number one spot. Seattle University had the head-to-head with Stephen F. Austin. They got the number two. And then, obviously, that leaves Stephen uh, SFA in that third spot. So, Seattle University gets the double bye. The possible teams they can play, the first, first time they will play is technically game eight of the semifinals. March 11th. And that will be at six thirty, or make that eight thirty. I want to yeah. say yeah, eight thirty. I want to say on ESPN Plus, and then Nightcap. out of uh, the country, WAC Digital Network, or out of market for the WAC Digital Network. The teams they could play: Chicago State, who we saw in the final game here. They went two and zero against them. Utah Valley split the season series with them. Abilene Christian got the win against them, and then Stephen F. Austin got the win against them. Talk to coach about that, mm. but. Don't want to be overconfident, but you beat everybody. You have at least that confidence that you did beat everybody, and the teams in front of you, much like last season, where the Red Hawks didn't lose anybody twice. You have teams in front of you. It's hard to prepare for who you're going to get, but at least you know we have a game we can go back and look at and say, "Hey, what did we do right in this game?" Yeah, and and, and you get to see everybody play. You know, I mean, you kind of you ease into the tournament, which yep. is. Um, Something that I think any team would like. You at the top of the show, you mentioned it. You know, if you've got any kind of nicks and you know, a nicks and ailments and ailments, stuff, yeah. yeah. I mean, you get a chance to kind of you know that little Achilles heel or the calf or something like that. Now you get a day or two of rest. You're watching everybody else play, and uh, when you get to that semifinal, with you know, and you have that game, and it's just one game, and you're in. I mean, you're more antsy and itching to play. Yep. So I think that sometimes that that can really is a bonus for you. 100%. 100%. Well, we will stop talking and let the uh, man of the year, I will say, step in. I was going to say man of the hour, but Chris definitely deserves all the time in the world. So we'll step away, come back with an interview with the coach of the year and no longer interim head coach of men's basketball, Chris Victor. You're listening to the Red Hawk Report on Seattle University student-run radio station, KXSU 102.1 FM. Red Hawk Men's Basketball is sponsored in part by Alaska Airlines. Alaska Airlines is now offering enhanced cleaning measures and mask requirements on all flights. More information is available at alaskaair.com. Georgetown Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk Men's Basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. This broadcast is brought to you in part by Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope, care, cure. Seattle Children's. And welcome back into the Red Hawk Report here on KXSE 102.1. Joined by head coach Chris Victor. Man, it feels good to drop that interim tag. It's almost time to catch up to it. But uh, appreciate thanks, it. Coach, for uh, hopping on the show. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me yep, on. Yep. You now have captured the WAC regular season title, first time in school history. It was, what, it was Saturday that you guys went up and cut those nets. Talk to us about that feeling, that what it felt like to climb up that ladder and cut down the nets. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, you know, anytime that you can record a first in this program with all the rich history and everything that's been accomplished here, it's awesome. So, um, 
to have our season, a regular season, finish with that championship and kind of we understood what was riding on that game. So um, to win that one and get it done on Saturday was great. You guys have had a season that has been not necessarily up and down, but has been towards the top, but have been knocked down a couple times, but found yourself once again at a chance to win the WAC title. You did so. Talk to me about the resilience of this team to make sure they stayed in it despite a couple hiccups in the season. Yeah, this team's tough. And through all the adversity that's been hit, whether it was the coaching change in the beginning, um, some tough losses throughout the season, extremely tough road trip, uh, to Grand Canyon and New Mexico State, they've responded right every time. And we've been able to keep improving every game every week, which is um, what you want out of a team. Um, and they're such a selfless team that's all about winning. It's allowed our ceiling for this season to be, to be pretty high. So it's, it's great for them to be rewarded with the championship at the end. Interacting with you all season, you're a very humble guy. You know, you, you like to pass off, but congratulations on being nominated coach, though, or not nominated. You are a coach of the year in the Thank Western you. Athletic Conference. So, the first things first, I know you don't want to talk about that as much, but you have two players also selected to first team in Darion Tremell and Cameron Tyson. Talk to me about, you know, their impact on this team this season. Yeah, you know, Darion and Cam, both first team all conference, it's great for them to get the recognition. Um, this is a loaded conference, it's a deep conference. So, to have two guys on first team is is pretty special. And then also Darion was recognized for his defensive yep. capabilities this year, which he wasn't on the first team, all defensive team last year. So to, for coaches to start understanding how important he is for our defensive success, um, it's, it's great for to him to have that recognition as well. And Tyson, I believe, was in the newcomer team as yep. well. His transfer over from the University of Houston has been so big. His shooting has been huge and he's been spotty at times, but really came on big in that last game to essentially seal it. Is that big for transfers to come in now that you, they see how much success they can have here in Seattle? Yeah, we've had a lot of success with transfers at this program. I mean, I don't think as much as success as Cam has had this season. But, you know, when we were recruiting him and he was talking about the opportunity to come here, um, winning a WAC championship was the reason he wanted to come back. Going to the NCAA tournament was the reason when he wanted to come back. So for him to meet that first goal of bringing us to a WAC championship and then kind of a little bonus to be first-team all-conference, it's well-deserved. You guys locked up with that win, a top two seed. wasn't the first, but you still got that double bye. What's it like preparing as you guys head out for Vegas? Was it four possible teams you can face in that first game? What's it like preparing for a situation like that? Yeah, we're trying to get organized, uh, get all of our uh, information together, all of our previous scouts, and just be prepared for whoever we do end up playing. So a lot of that preparation starts today, started last night. Um, and just with with knowing who's in our bracket, um, having played all the opponents once or twice. Um, we have some information earlier and just kind of getting prepared for that game Thursday, that game. Uh, but when we find out who, who our opponent will be Friday night. And going off that, the four teams that you could possibly face, you have played them all at least once and have beaten all of them. Does that add to it? Or, you know, what type of situation does that, you know, get in the mind of the team when, hey, okay, we've beat all these teams. Is that a confidence builder or is it more of just stay focused on what's ahead? Yeah, I think so. Um, the familiarity is a big piece. Um, we haven't played Stephen F. or Abilene for a while, though, and they've had they've had some pretty big runs. Um, you know, Stephen F. Austin hasn't lost since we since we beat him last the Climate Pledge, and Abilene's uh, won a lot of games since our game when we played out there. So um, may not be the exact same team that we played the first time around, but just to get you know those two teams that pressure have a unique style of defense. It's good to get that game where you you, under, you have a feel for it. You're in, you were involved in it. You played against that team once. So the second time around, we'll be a little more familiar with them. So many great things have happened this season. Uh, you stepped in as the head coach two day, was it two days before the season started, and everything just has seemed to be 
almost like a magic ride so far, but is there a moment so far in the regular season that stood out of being one that you really think is the top moment of that regular season? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, we've had so many big wins, close games, buzzer beaters. Um, just to me, it's it's been the excitement from our guys after that win on Saturday was awesome to see. Um, they put a lot of work and time and sweat in, into this season and um, their dedication to this program has been special. So to, to see their excitement, um, to see their appreciation for the, the, the war, the reward that they've received, I think that was in the top spot this year. The growth of the players under you being the head coach, has, I mean, it seems like everybody from, you know, the end of the bench to the starters, everybody has improved so much. But is there one player that, you know, really feels like maybe hasn't had the recognition that you have seen improve so much over this season? You know, a huge our, we've been playing nine guys pretty regularly, and some are young. This is their first year playing college basketball. Um, some played got a few minutes last year. But we have so many guys that I wish can get the recognition that they deserve. I think one of them, in my mind, uh, is Riley Grigsby, um, such an important piece of this program, and um, it's been a little up and down this year. But it's, without Riley in our program, there's no way we achieve what we have this season. Uh, Ameku Denny is kind of the heartbeat of this team, and um, – not going to be your leading scorer most nights, not going to be um, our go-to guy offensively, but everything he does for this team from the locker room to practice to big moments in the game. So then you go Kobe Williamson, Brant, Kyrie's been huge off the bench for us this year. Um, our other two freshmen off the bench, uh, Vasya and Victor. I mean, there's so many guys in this team that deserve recognition. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, we're excited about the two guys that did get it today. But, yeah, there's a lot of guys that have been awesome for us this season. We know you're a busy guy and we want to get you out of here. But one last question, a little bit of a fun one. When we had Aaron on uh, a little bit earlier, I think he was the second episode, I asked him a question of all the coaches that you guys were to play 21, who would win? And he said Steve would win. So I want to know from your perspective that same question. Do you think Steve would win if all you coaches played to 21, who would come out on top? Oh, man, well, take me out of it. I'm definitely not winning it. Um, that's the we got a young staff, man. Uh, Coach Al, if he could still get out here, I'd be yeah. hard to stop. Uh, I know Pribs had a hell of a career. Um, he's still playing. So Aaron, Aaron and Steve are tight. Yeah. Steve's Aaron's guy. So I can see yeah, why I mean, It was a quick Steve. answer, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. They're, you know, but I wouldn't – I don't know. Steve's good, but okay. I don't know. Demo just finished playing. There's a lot of – Yeah, I was going to say. Okay, we should okay. might even get that together because that's hey, that would be interesting. If you guys need a broadcast be, for that one, that <laughs> I'll, I'll call, call it out. <laughs> All right, again, uh, head coach, not interim, head coach Chris Victor, thanks for uh, stepping on and coach of the year uh, for stepping on here at the Red Hawk Report, and uh, good luck down in awesome. Vegas. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Coach. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. This broadcast is made possible in part by Coke Zero, a proud supporter of Red Hawk men's basketball. Coke Zero has zero sugar and no calories. Coke Zero is available in stores now. Coke Zero, a proud partner of Seattle University Athletics. Red Hawk Men's Basketball is sponsored in part by Alaska Airlines. Alaska Airlines is now offering enhanced cleaning measures and mask requirements on all flights. More information is available at alaskaair.com. Georgetown Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk Men's Basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. 
Welcome back in on the Red Hawk Report. Maz and Russ in the studio here in Seattle, the Capitol Hill, in uh, the campus of Seattle University. And thank you again to head coach Chris Victor, coach of the year, no longer interim head coach Chris Victor for stepping on and taking his time. Where Susie was already in Vegas, Chris had not quite left yet, so we were able to chat in person. So it was uh, definitely fun seeing him and Maz, you and I re-listening to that interview you know it's just such a humble guy and you know so approachable and just you know a good person uh, to lead the squad he's selling wolf tickets i never heard no coach saying 21 take me out when you asked him <laughs> that question i think uh i that, a that's just who he is you know it's not about him but yeah. i also think the competitive nature in him scott you know no i think i think he give you some buckets i, I yep you know yep, yep. i think uh you know he's not giving himself enough credit but uh again thank you chris for uh coach victor for hopping on and uh, chatting with us here on the red hawk report obviously we had uh barbara ringle of women's basketball and aaron nettles of men's basketball also they were our first two episodes uh here so we've definitely uh highlighted the basketball teams and as we said we'll go back to our normal format starting next week where we highlight all the sports and break down the schedules and everything but with tournament coming up and both of our teams qualifying Special edition episode here from the studios of KXSU. That's where we had to bring Maz, my color commentator on ESPN Broadcast, back into the studio. Uh, again, by popular demand, the funny man, as I've been told. <laughs> we had the, we at our last game, we had a, a fan come up and uh, tell Maz and I that uh, she loved listening to us all, watching us all season long, and that we always look so animated. Little did she know, it's just me being frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm trying to do what I can. You know how it is. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, definitely been great calling games with you this year. Um, but back to the hardwood squad. I mean, the, the talent we've had to watch. How can uh, you yeah, know? How I mean, can you not be animated? You, you know? want to talk about our first season together? We, you know, both teams qualify for WAC. Men's wins the regular season title. Man. Hey, I'm just saying. Good luck charms here. Good no luck doubt. charms here. But uh, another uh, funny segue before we go into men's basketball. Um, I went on two road trips, technically. Went to Washington State. Seattle University lost. You and I did the UW game. We lost. Mm-hmm. And then I lost. I went on that tough road trip to Grand Canyon in New Mexico State. I told Coach, I promise you I will not go on another road trip because <laughs> I, I do not want to be held accountable for any losses, and I want you guys to have the best chance at winning. Uh, so I am grounded. I, I do not get any more boarding passes, bus tickets, nothing. Especially not the whack tournament. No, they especially would, not the whack tournament. Not. I gotta say, I'm not a big Vegas fan anyway, so uh, go down there and uh, represent uh, men's basketball. Yeah, you. I'm sure you can still catch a flight and get no, down no, there. No, 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 no. I, I, I have been... TSA. Not you, the the people listening. Oh, I was gonna say. You oh yeah, not. definitely, definitely. <laughs> no, like TSA has my picture up on the wall. Do not let this man Campus get security. on a flight anywhere near Nevada. So I, I'll be cheering camp- on from home. Doesn't campus security have it too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, safety has it. Everybody, they're like, do not let him leave campus. Uh, wherever the basketball team is, do not let him near King them. County Sheriff. Um, so again, thanks, Coach, for uh, hopping on. But uh, we don't know their opponent. You know, that's the thing, as we talked about with Coach there. Uh, the teams that could face the Red Hawks, Chicago State, Utah Valley, is the first game that's opening round. That is tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. So, again, tune into these games if you're trying to see who the Red Hawks play as the Wolverines and Cougars in their last season to square off uh, in the WAC, I should say. And then Abilene Christian awaits the winner of them the next day, once again at 8.30 
And then the winner of that matchup will take on Stephen F. Austin, co-champions with the Red Hawks and the Aggies. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, take on them again, 8.30 p.m. And then, oh, shocker. The winner of that game takes on Seattle University on March 11th, 8.30 p.m. on ESPN Plus and WAC Digital Network. So those are th- that's f- a group of four teams, Miles. They've beat them slash split with them mm-hmm. over the season. Confidence you can have just in the fact that you have tape that you beat them. You had some recipe at some point to beat them, but as Coach said, those teams improved after playing the Red Hawks. Utah Valley went on to beat New Mexico State after that game. Stephen F. Austin, I think off the top of my head, did not lose after that. I have to obviously I have to double check that, but they mm-hmm. went, obviously went on a run, missing you know key players, went on a run, get co champions. Chicago State played the Red Hawks tough at the Red Hawks Center in our last game on Senior Night. Seventy four sixty six was the final score. It took Cameron Tyson lighting up and knocking down threes, and Tremel having a big night, and Riley Grigsby having a big night for them to get that win. Um, so these are teams that are more on the upswing, and then Aveline Christian, excuse me, seventy two sixty two in their matchup with them uh, in Texas. So despite the fact that you beat them, it's kind of like the women's side. You didn't beat them by a lot, or you lost to Utah Valley in a second matchup. So these are going to be big ones, depending on who the Red Hawks get. Yeah, and and you heard Chris Victor talk about the preparation, and he said, you know, you do have some sample sizes, but some of these teams have evolved, have changed, have played better. But it's good that you get a sense of who they are, and and that's coach speak because the Red Hawks as well have also they're not the same team that played some of these teams at that time. So um, that is the chess match. That you're there, and that I think that gives you that's the advantage of a of a slight peek of seeing yep. teams play. You've already played them, you see them play, and then you know you, that's a, the fun thing about a tournament, right? You kind of see it as it builds the momentum, and then okay, that's who we play. Yep. So yeah, to your point, yeah, you've seen them. You change a little bit, they'll change a little bit, but at the end of the day, um, no one is afraid of anybody in this tournament. No, not at all. The The top two, New Mexico State, has been beaten. Seattle University has been beaten. Stephen F. Austin has been I mean, everybody has a loss. No one went undefeated. Red Hawks went undefeated the longest, I'll just say that, but no one's undefeated. Every team has a weakness. Every team has someone who can get them a win. You know, it's just... You know, if if you have uh, the Red Hawks, if all three players like in the last game and Grigsby, Tremel, and uh, Tyson can have a big game together, that's that's close to impossible to beat. Especially when the role, everybody else, as Coach pointed out, also has big games, have big games. You know, that's a hard team to beat. But you could say the same for Teddy Allen in New Mexico State, Fardas Amac in Utah. I mean, you just go down the list of great players that are in this league, and he talks about how deep they were, how deep this league is. I mean, it it's nothing, nothing is a given. And everything is up for grabs, despite what fans of teams want to think or your teams, you know. That's why they're fanatics. Know, yeah, that, and, well, and that's why you play the game. Yeah. You know, that's why you play the game. Yeah. And, you know, that you got to play it on the hard way. You don't play it in the, you know, Twitter, Twitterverse. Um, and, Russ, you're right. Stephen F. Austin, they went 10-0 and 0 after they lost. Oh, yeah, I, thought, to I, the, I thought they were undefeated, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good call. They uh, They went on a... After losing on January 26th to the Red Hawks, 62-70, to 70, they reeled off 10. And you know what? Before that, New Mexico State beat them as well. So Stephen F. Austin, I'm not pumping them up. I'm just looking like this. They lose to the top two teams then, and then they, 
you know, they ten in a row, and they did beat uh, New Mexico State seventy three yeah. seventy one. So, so it, it, it's a tournament, folks, on both sides. That despite strong teams, despite teams that you're like, oh, you know, they're not going to put up a fight. I promise you, every team in this tournament's going to put up a fight. And uh, I have predictions for who's going to cut down the nets, but it, I, I guarantee you, it doesn't matter. I don't. I, I don't I guarantee you, it doesn't matter what anybody on Twitter. Maz and I say anybody because once that ball is tipped off and you're playing at the Orleans, I mean, it, it's a game of basketball. Knowing that it clock hits zeros, you know, it's the team with the most points. I mean, that's it's going to come down to that. Previous matchups aren't going to necessarily matter. It's going to be who performs in Vegas. It's a new season for everyone, a yep. new opportunity to make a name for yourself. And that's as why the squad. That's why I play the play it on neutral sites and that's why, you know, it's <laughs> that's the fun. March Madness, it's madness for a reason and uh it's going to be so fun down there. So, again, all these games are on ESPN Plus. If you're uh, for, for some reason can't access ESPN Plus, Wack Digital Network will be your home for those games. So, please tune in to the women's squad and the men's squad down there in Vegas as uh they try to capture Men's already catch the regular season, but both try to capture postseason and the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. Ooh-wee. Oh, man. You want to talk about like excitement this. on a regular season title? Imagine NCAA tournament participation for the Red Hawks, something they haven't been to in quite some time. Um, so everybody's pulling for you on the campus of Seattle University for both those squads, for Coach Go Susie Barkham and uh, Coach Chris Victor for sure. Well, that does it for the Red Hawk Report, special edition Red Hawk Report here on KXSU 102.1 FM. If you missed any of the show, please remember it is podcasted for a later date on Google Podcast and Spotify. So uh, check us out there. Or if you just want to rehear the episode before you get ready for the women's game tomorrow, please download and listen there. Um, again, Moz, thanks for hopping on the show. Absolutely. Thank it you for having me. a good one. And uh, hopefully you become more recurring here and we can to make this a great show. But uh, Signing off from KXSU, Russell Brown here. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Red Hawk Report. See you next Monday at 5 p.m. here in Seattle, Washington. Everybody have a good night and go Red Hawks.